Welcome to the Lingostown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. In this week's sermon, Pastor George preaches about how Jesus is the Good Shepherd to everyone. This sermon was originally preached at Lingostown Life on March 19th, 2023. So we're, uh, we're going to go on with our series today on, uh, on Jesus' I Am statements. We've been looking at these over the last few weeks. We have one more next week, then we'll have our Easter musical on Palm Sunday, and then on Easter Sunday we're going to wrap up the I Am series with Jesus' uh, words, I am the resurrection and the life. So that's what we're looking forward to coming up. Uh, Pastor Jason shared the message last week from the opening part of uh, John chapter 10, where he talked about Jesus as the gate uh, for the sheep. And this week we're going to pick up on the rest of this chapter, John chapter 10, verse 11, where Jesus says these words, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, there is significance to that word good shepherd, and as Bobby shared earlier, um, there were a lot of things that God had to say in in the latter part of the Old Testament about the, the shepherds or the religious leaders of Israel not caring very much about their flock, and, uh, and as a result, uh, God, God laid a lot of curses on these religious leaders or shepherds, as they were thought of back in, uh, back in that day. So when Jesus, when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, uh, the, 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 those religious leaders who are always standing around listening to what Jesus says, they, they got the message from Jesus that day that he was different than them. So for those of you who may have come in uh, just a few moments late this morning, I want to go back and look at the slides that I showed you earlier in the, uh, in the morning. So when we think of the Good Shepherd, I don't know about you, but when I think of the Good Shepherd, I, I think of that, that scene because that's what I can relate to. Green pastures, fences. You know, the worst thing about a fence and a sheep is that sheep get, get, uh, get held back when there's a fence. Uh, when we were in England a few years ago, we were, uh, we were up, in the, up in the highlands where the, they just let the sheep roam everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean you're just driving along and go around a corner and all of a sudden there's a whole flock of sheep. Um, but they were just everywhere. They just dotted all of the green grass everywhere. Um, but that, that's, where, that's what sheep should be able to do. They should be able to go and do that, that fun stuff. But we like to keep them, you know, fenced in. And, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, sometimes we like the security of the fence. And I think what Jesus wants to do is to knock down the fence and say to the sheep, Go. You know, get out there. Um, but that's another sermon for another day. Uh, but, but this is one of these challenges when we read Scripture, is that we, we interpret the Scripture from our perspective, from our experience. 
And so when we put this other slide up that has this picture of this wasteland, what we, what we would just consider an uninhabitable space, this is really what, this is what Jesus was talking about when he's talking about sheep and shepherds. This is, this is the land, this is the holy land. Which, by the way, if you want to see this face-to-face, Pastor Jason is taking a trip to the Holy Land next February, and he'd be glad to have you go along with him. Uh, there's brochures out at the Welcome Center. Just want to slide that in there just as a little, little, uh, little side. But uh, shepherding in Israel looks a whole lot different from what you and I are used to, because like I said, the other day I drove by sheep. They're inside of a fence. There's no shepherd around. But shepherds were essential in Israel at this time. And they were essential because they needed to lead the sheep to where there, were, where there was grass to graze upon. <clears throat> and, and that reminds us of just how truly dependent we need to be on our good shepherd. Because the Lord wants to lead us to the grass. The Lord wants to lead us to a place of nourishment. Um, and, and you know, if, if the grass is that sparse as it is in this picture, we, we could sort of relate to that in our own lives today. That we, we, can't, just, we can't just assume that there's always going to be a big green pasture full of grass so we just put our head down we, we all know from our own personal experience that some days, some days it's harder to find grass to nourish ourselves on than other days. And that's why we need a good shepherd who, after we nibble a little bit here, says, okay, let's go on. Let's move over this way because here's some more grass to eat. You have a good shepherd who cares about you and he will provide for you. You just have to be willing to let him lead you. And when I think of a shepherd, I always just naturally think of Psalm 23 because it just, you know, it starts off by that great word, the Lord is my shepherd. And so I thought what we'd do this morning is we would actually kick things off here by reading Psalm 23 together. And you can either find it in your sermon note that's in your bulletin, you can actually read it up here on the screen. And uh, I, I just want to say something before we start reading. I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I read things, I read quickly. Okay? I forget that there are periods and semicolons and all those other things. Okay? There's a reason people put a, a period in a sentence. Why? Because they want us to stop. Okay? Because if we stop, we'll think about what we just read. Where there's a semicolon, we at least pause, right? Okay? So, after my little English lesson there, let's read Psalm 23. Okay? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Do you find comfort in reading those words? I mean, just think about it. When you read those words, there is the assurance that God knows our needs. God knows the needs that you have in your life today, and God will provide for your needs. You read this, and you also have the knowledge that we're not alone. We're not alone. No matter how dark the valley may seem around us, we are not left in a valley, but we are promised someone who is going to walk through the valley with us. And and I think best of all, the reminder at the end that because we are the children of God, we always have a place in God's house. So that's the, that's the image, I think, of the good shepherd that most of us carry with us. I, I think we, we cling to it because oftentimes w- when we find ourselves uh, grieving the loss of a person, we, we, we hear these words at, at a funeral, and they provide us comfort. And, and sometimes, sometimes when, when somebody, a loved one or a friend is in the hospital, we, we may read the words of the 23rd Psalm to them, and, and it provides encouragement, it provides a, an assurance. And sometimes we just read the 23rd Psalm because we need that familiarity of that Psalm that reminds us the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Let, let, let's try this once. W- w- would, you, would you join me, say this, the Lord is my shepherd, but instead of the word my, throw your name in there, okay? So the Lord is George's shepherd, okay? You, you, you do it with me this time. Don't say your name's George because I know that <laughs> there aren't any Georges. Well, there is a George back there. There's one other, but he goes by Tom. So let's try this. The Lord is George's shepherd. It's amazing. Every time I do this, people smile. I mean, it's amazing. You're all sitting there like this, and then when you got done saying that, you all had a smile on your face. And, and see, that's what, that's what reading this passage of Scripture should remind us is that we have a reason to be joyful because we have a good shepherd. So let's go back to Jesus' statement when he says, I am the good shepherd. Again, remember, Jesus is sort of contrasting himself with these religious leaders who were only really caring about themselves, their needs. They didn't really care about the people. They wanted to, to have the people, you know, adore them and do all these wonderful things, but they were supposed to be caring for the sheep. And, and God had a lot, of, a lot of challenging words for those shepherds of that day. 
But more than anything else, when you hear this sentence, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, I don't want you to just know who Jesus is, but I want you to know who Jesus' number one priority is. And that's you. You and you and you and you and you and you and yes, even you. So do me a favor. Look at a person nearest to you this morning and tell them you are Jesus' priority. Go ahead, do that. What? No, no, don't say what he said, Becca, no, no. You have to say, you, Bobby, are Jesus' number one priority, okay? See, I catch a lot of things up here that you all think I don't see, okay? I'm like the teacher who would be standing at the chalkboard doing this and tell you, I see you back there. See, I know what you're doing. No, if, if, you forget, if you forget everything else we've talked about today, do not forget this, that you are Jesus' number one priority. You are Jesus' number one priority. The, the good shepherd cares first and foremost about his sheep. He knows his sheep by name. He is willing to lay down his life. That, that literally is Jesus foreshadowing what he is about to do, and that is to go to the cross and die on our behalf. Jesus even contrasts it here in this passage in John chapter 10 when he talks about the thief who wants to kill, who, who, who wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy. And he talks about the hireling, this guy that, that gets hired but has no, really, no real interest in the sheep, just that he wants to take care of himself and get paid at the end of the week kind of thing. And, and so Jesus is like, I'm not like, I'm not like some some. Sh- some thief that's going to come and steal. He said, I've come to give you life, and I'm not just some hireling who's going to run away when danger appears. That's not Jesus. Jesus is willing to literally lay down his life for you because you are his priority. Now, Luke reminds us of another shepherd story that Jesus told, this one in Luke chapter 15. You know that there are three stories that are tied together there. Uh, the story of the, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost sons, or what we often refer to as the parable of the prodigal son. But there's actually two sons in that story that the story is about. But here's the other thing. When you read Luke chapter 15, it begins with a comment at the beginning to tell us that Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who were standing around listening, and this passage in Luke 15 about caring for lost things, this is where Jesus is, again, challenging the religious leaders of the day. You guys are not shepherding people the way you're supposed to. So in Luke chapter 15, we know this story. We've probably heard it before. Jesus is talking about the fact that there is a shepherd who is missing one of a hundred sheep. Okay? If you have a test with a hundred questions on it and you miss one, okay, you still get an A, right? 
Yeah. So if you're a shepherd and you got a hundred sheep, but you lose one, you're still thinking, I'm okay, right? Um, it would be sort of like if I gave you, a, uh, gave you 99 pennies. You'd be, okay, I'm content with 99 pennies. Because y'all know that you walk out here in this parking lot, I can guarantee you that you will find a penny somewhere. And then you can have a dollar, you know. You'll feel rich because you have a dollar, right? Um, but anyway, Jesus says, you know, the shepherd in this parable, he's not really concerned about the 99. He's like, y'all stay out here and keep eating. I'm going to find the one that's missing. See, that's Jesus' heart. Jesus' heart is for every sheep, and especially for the sheep that are lost. Some of you, some of you here today need to know that Jesus sees you. Even if you're that one, Jesus sees you. You are his priority. And Jesus, Jesus will go to any length necessary to let you know that you are his number one priority. And it should remind us that people, people like those who are lost and last and least in the world need to be our priority as well. You and I need to, to have the same kind of eyes that Jesus did, that, that he talks about there in Luke chapter 15, when, when the shepherd gets done counting the sheep and recognizes that there is one who is missing. He is most concerned about the one that's not there. He's not so concerned about the 99 who are all there. He's concerned about the one who isn't. Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples, remember the, the, the tax collector, Matthew? He was one of the last and the least and the lost. I mean, yeah, he had, he had lots of money because he stole lots of money when he was taking taxes and things like that. But he was last. He was lost. Most people figured that he was the least in that community. But Jesus saw him, and, and Matthew, Matthew recognized that Jesus would always see those who were like sheep without a shepherd. That's why when Matthew decided to write an account of Jesus' life, he wrote this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. He said, when Jesus saw the crowds... He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. See, the good shepherd, the good shepherd sees the sheep without a shepherd and he has compassion on them. Now, let's remember something about compassion. Compassion isn't saying, oh my. Compassion 
is having our hearts stirred to the point that it moves us to act. And that's exactly what Jesus did. His compassion for the last and the least and the lost moved him to action. And he was willing to literally lay down his life because of the compassion he had for those sheep who were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And the question is, can that be said of us? Can that be said of us? That we are filled with the same kind of compassion for others the same kind of compassion that Jesus had, the kind of compassion that makes us not think about ourselves first. So this past Thursday, I went into the sheet store and um, I picked up a drink for my wife and I'm standing there at the counter and there's a a young man standing at the counter. He's got some food sitting there. And uh, I can tell, I can just sort of tell by his demeanor and I can tell by his look that he, he's not from around here. He's probably a, a, recent, a recent immigrant to our country. Um, he's young enough that I figured he was on his way to school and the food that was sitting there, I, I figured was probably what he was going to eat for, for his breakfast or his lunch. And as he's standing there, he's, he's trying to use some, you know, government-issued card to, to pay for the food that he's trying to get. And, and whatever value is still on the card, it wasn't enough to cover the price of what he was buying. It was, it was 60 cents short. So I think, first of all, because I was like, come on, I have things I got to do today. I'm like, I pull a dollar out of my wallet. I'm like, here, take the 60 cents out of my dollar. I don't care about a dollar. Well, whatever they were trying to do, they couldn't make it work. And so I finally just said, I'll take care of it. So I pulled my little sheets card out and I just slide my sheets card through there. And the lady standing behind the counter, she's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, she's like, that's $15. And I'm like, so? I'm like, I don't care about $15. And I looked at the young man who was standing there, and he was just sort of had those big eyes like, what'd you just do for me, you know? And I said, have a good day. And I shook his hand, and he picked up his food, and he walked off. And the lady behind the register is still standing there going, I can't believe you did that. I wouldn't understand why somebody else wouldn't do it either. But there's probably a lot of people that wouldn't. But why, why did I do it? I'm not telling you that I did it because I want you to go, oh, that was so nice of you. I want you to recognize that every day you have an opportunity to open your eyes and be like Jesus and see the last and the least and the lost and recognize that you have the opportunity to be like Jesus, to be a good shepherd, to care for the sheep. 
But for some of us, we'd rather just lay a dollar on the counter. I mean, a dollar, you know, a dollar we're not going to miss. But $15? Are we willing to lay down our life? Are we willing to give a little more than, than what we would normally hand over? Are we willing to, to move with compassion because we know that there are those out there who are confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? Are we willing to make other people who don't have a shepherd like Jesus in their life our priority? Folks, there are plenty of opportunities that you and I have every day to give of yourself and to give of your time and to give of your resources. I mean, if you, if you need to find out what they are, just ask. But, but I'll tell you, uh, you know, our, our raised reading program, Tuesday nights, we always need help. Our lambs ministry, it always needs somebody to help there are so many people that, that need that kind of assistance. You know, I, I've, I've loved to see the number of people increasing every time I go to NutriPAC to work from our congregation. It, it just, it does me good to walk in and recognize that I could have church service because there are so many of them there. And, you know, they're there because I think they understand that they've been called to give their life. And so a lot, of them, a lot of them are there week in and week out packing bags of food for people that need assistance during the week. I don't know who the, who the lost and the last and least are that God has placed in your, in your experience, but do you have the same kind of compassion that Jesus has for us that you are willing to lay down your life? See, there are people that are wandering around right now who need a shepherd. They need Jesus, and the only way they are going to find that there is a shepherd who loves them and cares for them and has laid down his life for them is if you can demonstrate what the shepherd has taught you. Jesus is our good shepherd. We all know this. We know that if there is a need in our life, no matter the size, we know that Jesus will provide all that we need. And we know that we have a good shepherd who will always help us when we need rest and refreshment to take us to a place where we can find rest for our soul. We have a good shepherd who knows that we need direction for our daily life and he is willing to lead us in the right direction. We have a good shepherd who is willing to walk with us through the darkest valley to remind us that we are not alone no matter what we are facing and will not leave us in the valley but will take us through the valley. And if you ever feel surrounded ganged up on, surrounded by enemies. Jesus is the one who promises to be our peace. 
That's our good shepherd. That's Jesus. And that's our calling as his sheep to lead others to the good shepherd. Join me in a word of prayer. Thank you for joining us on the Linglestown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.